Hi, and welcome to our Learn to Meditate audio series. We want you to know that we are very honoured that you are taking the time to listen to these classes. We know your time is precious, and we want to offer you our deepest gratitude and respect in presenting these classes to you. Class 11, The Ego and the Soul. In this class you will understand the roles of the ego and the soul and learn to discern the inner voice. The single most asked question we have come across is how do I tell what are the messages of my ego and those of my soul? To be true, the ego and the soul have an existence within each other and so there is a measure of blurring between their realities. But for the purposes of this class, let's separate them at their poles so that we might more easily understand their nature and where they overlap. What's the nature of the ego? The ego is a construction of self arising entirely from externals. What the physical senses perceive, the intellect can calculate and memory can remember about us entirely composes the ego. It is a differentiating mechanism constantly calculating how it is different from the next person or thing, and more than this, it fervently seeks to place itself at least one centimetre above its surrounds. As it defines itself by these externals, it also attaches and binds itself to them for its sense of self and fulfilment. For example, it is the ego that believes that having a shiny new car that is faster and more expensive than everyone else's in the street will contribute to its sense of self and fulfilment. And it is the same ego that is disappointed five minutes after buying it with the realisation that somewhere else there is someone with a car that is shinier and faster and more expensive. This also applies to the way the ego interacts with other people. Social interactions become competitions because the ego needs to be at least one centimetre above the next. The ultimate goal of the ego is to be rich and famous possessing everyone and everything with all succumbing to it. For the ego, everything is conditional, everywhere a marketplace. What I do for you is in exactly the same measure, or if I am smart, less, than what you have already done for me. I will love you if you love me. Nothing is given without an ulterior motive. The ego is extremely defensive, to the death, in fact, of its present state of mind, passionately fearing change and blaming everything but itself for any malaise. The ego believes that it is the alpha and omega of you, a finite being with a birth and a death, stuck in a fight with time and fate. The soul is a revelation of the real self that arises from within. When someone speaks of finding oneself, they are usually speaking of a series of experiences of the soul. If it is that there is a force, or universal soul or God, that lies at the heart of every atom, then the individual soul is a portion of it. Though to speak of a portion of infinity is impossible, and this is exactly the point, because this portion is nothing other than, in fact, the whole. Each of us holds the kingdom of heaven within. The sense of the soul is perceived by a suspension of the ego, an opening of the heart, and an intuitive flow of love or peace or joy or wisdom will inevitably pervade. The soul 
is a oneness understanding, joining not only humanity but all things in the profound wisdom of love. It enjoys competition, as within a real family, to empower and encourage each other to higher and higher heights. As the soul feels itself within all things, it has no desire to bind or possess things to, to oneself. It feels that since we are all the oceans and the mountains and the skies and the flowers, how can there be individual ownership? We are all an infinite portion of each other. The ultimate goal of the soul is to divinize the ego, to flood all egos with the unconditional and infinite love and empowerment of the entire universe, so that it might also perceive itself as many and separate, but one and whole. For the soul, everything is a oneness heaven where each of us contributes to the collective, and each of us is empowered by it. It constantly challenges our present state of mind when we limit ourselves to the ego by telling us, you are not that. You are not the body, you are not the mind or the ego, you are not finite and bound by time, you are infinite and eternal. This is why the measure of a real spiritual person is their genuine humility. The higher one journeys, the more one realizes that the source, the power and the destination of the journey are the one universal soul or God. All we ever do is reveal this reality. Our ownership of even our actions should never be egoic, but reveal the intuitive flow of wisdom and love of the universe. The blurring. As we said in the beginning, there is a definite blurring of realities of the soul and the ego. The ego is on a journey, just like every other part of our nature, from darkness to light, from ignorance to total awareness of the soul. It is meant to be an instrument of the soul, not in competition with it. And you will notice, if you haven't already, that gradually it will be illumined by the light of the soul, and its sense of itself will gradually enlarge until, ultimately, the divine ego feels itself within all. After all this, it's time for reflection. So now comes the time where, instead of philosophizing, we observe what we are doing in our lives. How are our present day-to-day behaviours affected by this? Is it possible to live in the soul amidst the hurly-burly of modern life? The answer, obviously, is a resounding yes. To come back to our original question, how do I tell if the messages I am receiving are from my soul or my ego? Well, especially in the beginning, it's not so easy. We have spent such a long time ignoring the messages of our soul and listening entirely to our ego that the volume is very loud on our ego and perhaps just a whisper from our soul. As everything, it requires practice. It also requires honesty and a large measure of bravery. Honesty to just listen, not to return to the habits of the ego in constructing a voice that we want to hear. And bravery to follow the messages of the soul that are often challenging, as they obviously should be, and sometimes illogical from a worldly point of view. If you are not immediately intuitively aware that the message you are receiving is from your soul, then try and stop everything and really explore it in a meditation. Messages of your soul should immediately be accompanied by joy, as their nature is the flow of love. If you're still not sure, then you need to consciously question the source of the voice, honestly checking its credentials against all the criteria above. You must also realize that exactly the same action 
can be performed egoically and again completely soulfully. So it's often not the action that needs to be critically contemplated, but the place from where the action is performed. Either way, if you are still not sure, try as soulfully as you can to take a step down the path that your voice is extolling you to and immediately stop and meditate and go through the process again, having taken one step. You'll see that having gone through the above, you should definitely be feeling joy. If not, stop. It's most likely not a message of your heart. This is a, a little meditation exercise that can be practiced anytime you're in a situation where there are lots of people. Imagine that the people all around you are perfect, perfect souls. Sadly, the outer distractions of their lives stop them from feeling their real reality. But you can feel their magnificence. Close your eyes and see yourself in heaven. Every one of these people around you are angels full of infinite love, peace and joy. For today they have clothed themselves like actors in a play with silly soap opera tragedies and events. Just for fun. But you are meditating past those illusions and seeing their real reality. Feel their love. Feel their peace. Feel their joy. Radiate love to them and feel them radiating love to you. From time to time you can open your eyes if you like. And where your eyes are drawn to, silently offer your love and your awe at their magnificence. Offer them gratitude for them showing you the heaven that you are in right now. finished without moving silently let your eyes roam to each person around you and inwardly bow and say to them inwardly and secretly I love you you should be smiling by now and rejoice and realize that heaven is here now <laughs> 